Davos starts to cough a little bit <laughs> before getting barreled the fuck over. Blam! Just fucking linebacked into. And this kid's like, yo. What are you doing here? Don't stand in front of me when I'm running through, bro. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, hosted by me, Nate, and my brother, Zach. Wah! And we're full spoiler. I don't know what the fuck that noise is. That was, was a weird thing to but do. But here we go. If you joined us before, you know we are full spoiler. This is your warning at the top of the show. We like to talk about everything congruently. If you've never joined us, well, and if you've joined us and know what we're all about, last episode, we were reading Brand 1, Brandon Starkey. Yeah, his first chapter, First Storm of Swords. Yeah, he's getting some lessons. Well, he's warning a lot. Yeah, not really lessons from Jojen. Jojen's trying to give him lessons, but Bran's ignoring them, not remembering to do any of the little minor tasks he's told him to accomplish while he wargs into summer. Nah, he gets lost. And they made the the decision, per Bran, to go north and seek out the Three-Eyed Crow. Yeah, it was a... A lot of lore for Three-Eyed Raven and Bran stuff, but pretty simple as far as their overall progress. They were at what a little ancient keep that was run down, and Bran named it Tumbledown Tower. And yeah, Mira laid it out. We can stay here and do nothing, basically. Or we can go to the Karstarks or the Umbers or the Manderleys, or we can go where Jojen wants to go. And Bran decided to take me to see the crow, please. I want to fly. Yeah. And so, we're not reading Bran this nope, episode. This episode, we're reading Davos Two. Oh, shit. Our first, second point of view chapter of the book. It's Davos. Last we left Davos, we got that he survived the Battle of Blackwater by washing, swimming under the chain and under the debris in the fiery gate and washing up on one of the spears of the Merlin King. There, he was pretty racked with fever and sickness and dehydration and starvation. Which, as usual, leads to prophetic dreaming. Right. And so he saw some shit. It was wild. And he came to the conclusion that the mother has a quest for him to accomplish. Melisandre and... Tucker must die. You say Melisandre Tucker? Yeah. Like, John Tucker must die. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Thanks. Yeah, you know, making sure that everybody gets your joke. That wasn't very good. And so he sees a ship that approaches, and it scoops him up. Yeah! A Lysini ship. Lysini. Who we learn this chapter is owned by Corrine something crazy as fuck, Salmonella or something like that. <laughs> Salmonella? Yeah. Seth Mentes. Uh, yeah, right. I wrote Not it that down. far off. Yeah. So, yes, uh, we open this chapter as Davos came up on deck of Shayala's Dance, as the ship, ship is called. Driftmark was dwindling behind them, while Dragonstone rose out of the sea ahead, and a pale <laughs> wisp of smoke drifted off the top of the mountain. And Deep. Davos thinks that Dragonmont is active this morning, or else Melisandre is burning more poor souls. Yeah, yeah. So the important question here is... Is the person who Shalaya's dance related to Alaya or Chitaya? Shalaya. <laughs> Shalaya's dance? No, I but so. I think it's indicating where that name I know. styling anyway, is coming from. Now can we get back to the important thing? Dragonmont is restless. Restless this morning. So first question of the episode. I don't know why I'm singing that. We don't normally do that. You do it sometimes. Sure. Um 
Is Mel burning traitors or is Dragonmont active? Well, we do find out, as uh, Davos even says he assumes, which I think goes to show his mental state, um, there's prisoners that were burned. Um, the I've got them written down also somewhere, but... Right, yeah, uh, there were. There Harburn, were. Are Robert's they currently? Kids. I'm not sure, like, because part of me wants to go back to what we said a big statement for Clash of Kings was with magic reemerging in the world. And, yeah, perhaps that has something to do with volcanoes stirring and Dragonmont's actually a volcano and we're expecting something similar to um, Old Valyria to occur here with a major explosion that rocks this side of Westeros. Hell yeah. But, you know, who knows what's actually going on. Melisandre had been much in his thoughts across Blackwater Bay and through the gullet. The great fire atop the watchtower at Sharp Point reminded him of the ruby she wore at her throat. And when the world turned red at dawn and sunset, the clouds turned the same color as the silks and satins of her gown. Yeah, 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 yeah. This motherfucker's seen her everywhere. If you've, uh, spoiler alert, if you've played The Last of Us Part Two, very similar, similar tale of revenge and how you just, it consumes you. It becomes everything. He's seeing her in the morning dawn in the... End of yeah, day yeah. sunset. Like. So that was something we had broached upon earlier, uh, not on the microphone. And it was that we learned from Melisandre's point of view chapter that she's not she's not necessarily evil, misunderstood, uh, misguided because of her inclination to misread the fortunes and prophecies that she's seeing in the fires. Yeah. But not evil. She is almost in a way I had mentioned similar to Varys in that at this moment it appears as though she's out for the good of the people and saving the world. And what she interprets is incorrect, but she's not out to do anybody harm that she doesn't think is actually Uh, for the good. And while she has extreme methods about her, everybody has their flaws, Davos really villainizes her here and makes her out to be this terrible, terrible person who deserves to die. He says that he's going to cut out her living heart. Yeah. What? She would be waiting on Dragonstone as well, waiting in all her beauty and all her power with her god and her shadows and his king. I love that line. Yeah, so this is when uh, we get the description of who saved him, which was Corrine, like I said. Well, he thinks, he just thinks that she had broken Stannis as a man breaks a horse, and she would ride him to power if she could. And to do so, she gave my sons to the flames. And that's where he's twisting it. Yep. She is not trying to, uh, right. she doesn't no, no, want no. to ascend she, to power. She could have prevented possibly the Battle of Blackwater and what happened there had she been better at reading the prophecy or included or brought along whatever it was yeah but yeah she in no way wants to utilize Stannis for personal power and gain as far as we're aware at the moment yeah so Corain, and this is where he we learned that it was Corain Santa Mines who had saved him and been very kind to Davos once he had learned that the man he plucked from the sea was the celebrated Onion Knight. Well, he gave him use of his own cabin, which knew a lot of that happening with people giving uh-huh. gifted cabins. Uh, some fine clothes of the captain's own and a dirk, a beautiful dirk. Along with some boots. Yeah. Some boots, boots. He insisted that Davos share his food as well, which ended badly because Davos is unaccustomed to such rich foods. Especially right now when he's been well, right. sitting yeah. at the sea. He hasn't sea, eaten like, much. Because I feel like this is the kind of stuff that would unsettle his stomach normally. Right now, you know, well, but right. then he needs to in, like just realign even... his normal levels of shit. Yeah, He's yeah, still yeah. recovering, and so yeah, he ended up spending the rest of the day with one end or the other dangling over the railing, 
and he's watching Dragonstone as it looms closer, and he's yeah. leaning on the rails because he's the still he, yeah noting the gargoyle. Yeah, yeah. He's still his legs are shaky, so he's thankful to have the rail to lean on. Yeah, man, that's what happens when you get corona. And sometimes he falls prey to uncontrollable coughing, which brought up globs of bloody phlegm. So yeah, Davos is he's still roughing it, and he thinks that once as the ship begins to make uh, start beginning its ascent into Dragonstone, he begins thinking how once the sound of the Ormaster's drums used to fill him with a fear. Such a fear, because that meant someone was chasing him. And now, it's yeah. heralding him to the home that he had before all the shit hit the yeah, fan. Yeah. I think it's cool, because he's going to reminisce a lot, and he does throughout here about his old smuggling days, right before meeting Salador Song. Yeah, I marked this specifically, because he just thinks it was a different time, and he was a different Davos. A different person. And yeah. we kind of emphasized heavily that he changed when he came out of the sea on the, the mirror, mirror, oh my god. Spear King, yeah, Merlin yeah. King, Merlin King Spear. Spear. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't know why that was so the hard. The rock in the sea. That he, so, and now Davos is acknowledging it. He's yeah. a di- he's a completely different person. He's claiming. Yeah. So uh, Corain at this point in it, it kind of flashes to him explaining Renly's shade appearing and assisting the Lannisters in their victory. Yeah, the end of the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Davos is immediately like, "What if my sons return as shades?" Yeah. I don't think it, well, first of all, it wasn't a shade. Like, we know that. Right. Um, but second of all, like, that's not how it works as far as we, I know. Like, Well, Davos thinks that he's seen too much at sea to deny that ghosts yeah. don't exist. And so, so this is where I really want to point out the unreliable narrator stuff here. Because, A, we're getting that from Corain, that rumor that's, oh, you know, says that. It's it's been said among the troops and the other captains, pirates, that it's Renly Shade that did this, yeah. and he's like, "Oh fuck, it is Renly Shade, and my sons are gonna be Shades, and we're fucked. We're all fucked. I gotta kill Melisandre. She's bad." Right. That's not the case. She had nothing to do with that. It's your own guilt making you think that that had something to do with that part. But I mean, I think it also shows that Davos isn't really that concerned about Renly's death, right? In right. all that circumstance, because it's. I mean, yeah, he's like, okay, Renly's dead, but, like, will my sons become shades, too? No, like, fuck it's Renly, not, it's not yeah. like, oh, man, he rose again. Like, because, I mean, the captain was selling it. He's like, yeah, Renly was fucking slaying motherfuckers left and right. Like, people were afraid of this guy. And, yeah, yeah. And Davos is like, yeah, my sons could be shades, too. And then he asks who of the men that were there at the end of the battle remained loyal. Did anyone keep faith? And unfortunately, the it Queensman. was almost all Queensmen did. Yes, it was. Um, as well as him informing him that Axel Florence now the hand of the king. Yeah. And he doesn't mention yet that he was self-proclaimed. But... Yeah, no, we'll get to that bit. They enter the harbor, and Davos remembers how full it was when they left. How yeah. Stannis had forbidden any ships to be leaving and kind of garrisoned them all. And now it's empty. It is uh, in it. It's showing Davos' loss, both his own and his cause, and it's a great mirror. Der- Dragonstone is hollow now, and do do do. He see uh, he sees Salador's sons. Valerian is moored and looks in vain for any sign of Lady Maria or Wraith. Yeah, he which his sons shit. were on, and no, they are not there. But they, um... the captain comes up. 
Yeah, he comes up and wants to take him to, to it's, we must go see my prince. And Davos like, no, I need to see the king first. And he's like, nobody sees the king. You need to go see Salador first, and then you can yeah, he'll explain see what it. happens. Yeah. Davos is too weak to defy him, so. And Salador San is not aboard his Valerian, but is a few quays down in the hold of a Pentoshi ship. Bountiful Be- Harvest. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's down in the cargo, cargo yeah. with a couple of eunuchs. And as soon as he sees Davos, he loses his fucking mind. Mm. Oh, is it the Peppa? Oh, these tears. Mm. My friend Davos died. Why does his ghost haunt me? I didn't actually write down that quote. I ain't afraid of no ghost, Sala. Well, Davos says that he's not no ghost. I ain't no ghost. Yeah, yeah. And Salador comes up and hugs him, asking if it's possible that the sea has swallowed you up, has now spit you back out. And he says, you are still warm, and I feel your heart thumpity-thumping. And I liked his yeah. thumpity-thumping. Davos is reminded of Patchface here. When the sea spit him back out, he came back mad. Am I mad as well? So we had a long discussion about Patchface today, and we'll get a bit more into it oh, later. we will. And how I no longer really think that he's necessarily working for the Drowned Gods. Is Davos mad? Um, I think he's, he's, he, com- he convinced himself of some new convictions while he was affected by fever. I don't think he's mad. I think he's... You don't think his revenge kick to kill Melisandre isn't madness, isn't absolute stupidity? I do, everything no, he's I think being... it's a revenge stupid thing to be doing. He should be, he should think it through clearly and see how so much... So he is mad. He did come back mad. I mean, I guess if you want to call it mad, I don't think it's that he's mad. I think he's vengeful, and you don't have to be necessarily mad to be vengeful. I think what the what the the making what's making him mad is ignoring all the evidence he's about to be presented and told. Like, and he still wants to go through with it. Salador Sand tells him Stannis is fucked up after Blackwater. He's not seeing anyone. He's not eating. Like, things are different. And he's not seeing anyone. He like eh, we'll get into it. But I just wanted to ask that: Do you do you actually think he's crazy now a little bit because of this? And to me, ignoring we, we, we there was a meme about it that I read out like the other night. That was if you're ignoring evidence and data, you don't get to disagree. You're just choosing to ignore the evidence, yeah, and that's yeah. what Davos does in this chapter. Yeah, he, and I think it's uh, grief stricken. Oh, absolutely. But it's also a bit of blissful ignorance. Like he's. It's that whole. He's not. He's not crazy by any means. He's, he's not a morning mad. parent. He's exactly. Mad. He's morning he's parent. He's not patch face. He's mad. blinded to the reality. He's ig- choosing to ignore, and not necessarily choosing, I suppose, choosing but to accept ignoring that. the facts that are there that would negate his only person to actually put the blame on. Right. Because who else does he blame for the battle being lost and his sons happening to be in the losing side of the battle? Like, it's it, you can try to put it on Melisandre, but she was chilling at the castle. Right. Like, go it's not going to be Stannis. He's not going to blame Stannis. Right. And, yeah, uh, I just, I like that. Salah says that he's got a reward 
Captain Corhane for finding Davos, and he says that Davos should go wait for him in the captain's office, and he orders some some wine with cloves in it for Davos's cough because he he doesn't like the sound of it. And cheese and olives. And cheese and olives. And but you best save me some of the olives, or so help me. Or you'll make me be cross with you. You mother. And, re- and that's uh that's kind of funny that he says that with how the the whole meeting ends. Oh yeah. Being pissed. And he says he'll join him soon. So Davos is brought there, given his wine, and sips it gratefully, just liking the warmth and the, the cloves are helping clear some stuff up. And Sala arrives, apologizing, and he asks how Davos is enjoying. Illyrio Mopatis' chairs. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Hold the fucking phone. So here's a few things. A few, few things here. Is this somebody contacting Varys for Illyrio? Is that where this ship was in the area? Is this just a, somebody that happens if it's one of his? You'd think there's some kind of messages. But more importantly, I think of noting here is Illyrio's got to be getting increasingly pissed at the fact that he is losing ships like crazy. He had Danny take off with three of them. Hey. There's at least this one here. How many more of the other ones has Salador seized? Well, it's interesting because Salador says that basically he's too fat to go anywhere, so he doesn't use these ships. But why are there chairs? Well, we're right, right, right. But but my my thinking is is maybe this ship in particular is in a loss, and maybe Salador San is doing exactly what Illyrio Mopatis gave him the ship to do, and is just being at Dragonstone, listening, learning, observing. Yeah, 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 figuring out what's up with Mel and Stannis, keeping his distance, not getting too involved, and so potentially, I like... think Salador San is working with Illyrio and Varys. I, I absolutely like. Yes, why, why would he not? Yeah, he was gifted this ship that clearly is well made and suited for Illyrio himself. These chairs are wider base because he's fat. Haha, we get it. But yeah, this is his like a comfort barge thing so he can get across the sea in, in comfort. He doesn't do that anymore, probably because he's got his players set. Varys is the one that can diddy-bop around if needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got Salador San, uh, a Lacini pirate. Like, I definitely think there is some gold on the sly for some solid information. Absolutely. And it was cool because I've never picked up on that before. Yeah. But Davos asks how it is that he came by this ship, and he kind of jests, saying, did you become a pirate again? And Salador sounds like, no, uh-uh. No. Fuck those pirates. I have been noimed. 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 I've been named Lord Lord of Blackwater Bay. Yeah, you I got suck. The, I, I bet, you, I, you do it. <laughs> I butchered it. He says, I am owed a lot of gold, yes, but I am not without reason. So in place of coin, I have taken a handsome parchment, bearing the name and seal of Lord Astaflor and Hand of the King. I am made Lord of Blackwater. You said Aster? Alistair, yeah. Alistair, I thought it was Axel Florent. Axel Florent is in hand. He's oh, that's the uncle. the guy that comes to arrest idiot. him. Yeah, Alistair yeah. Florent is hand. Right, right, right. I am made Lord of Blackwater Bay, and no vessel may cross my lordly waters without my lordly consent. And if these outlaws evade capture, then they are no better than smugglers, and I am well in my right to seize them. And Salas says, at this point, he just starts fussing over Davos. You don't look well. You look thin. And your finger bag is missing. Where's your bag of bones? Where's your finger bags? And he's like, it was lost in the river. And then has the afterthought of, my luck. My luck. Aw. He asks if no other ships escaped. And uh, Salas says that some didn't burn, but were trapped by the chain. Some surrendered. Most rode further up the black water. 
and were then sunk by their crews so they wouldn't fall into the Lannister hands. But of Lady Maria and Wraith, there is nothing. They, nah. they burned. Sala says that Dale and Allard were great men, but Devin is alive. The loyal, no, brave boys never left the king's side. And so he's basically saying, there's still hope. Don't you did don't, don't despair. Lose, yeah. Like you didn't lose you everything. You still have one more kid and a wife. And Davos is hit with a dizzy spell of relief hearing that he didn't dare ask after Devin because it was just too much to, yeah. to bear. And he says he needs to go see him now, like so right away. Like, yes, you do. But then you will want to be sailing to Cape Wrath to see the lady wife of yours and your two little ones. You'll need a new ship. Hey, I'll get wife Stannis. 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 And he's like, dude, you're not, you're not, you're not getting it, kid. Like, you got no ships. I'm the only one that's got ships around here, bro. But of course one would be gifted to you, oh, Onion Knight. And then he drops the Zarzo and Doxus offer. Yeah, dude. Come with me, and we'll fatten our purses, and we'll be just sick-ass, bad-ass bro smugglers. Yeah, dude. So he wants to he wants to talk Davos into foregoing, because Davos hasn't even mentioned his Melisandre quest just yet to, nope. to uh, Sally here. And Salador San is just like, please, let's go fucking, let's, let's go back to yeah, our old ways, Yeah, let's just fuck man. off and get out of here let's with this king bullshit. Do what and... we used to do and just... Whatever, like peace. So you had actually mentioned it that Zaro, so you were reminded of Zaro with Salador San a little bit. This yeah, with a lot of different of like, things. Let's just fucking dip. As well as his how emotional he is, and it's showing off that Lassini, uh personality trait that we've come to know. But you think yeah. his is genuine? I do. I yeah. think that they're friends, and he cares about him to an extent. No, I also I agree, think yeah. that uh, I think Salador he's practical. Yeah, he... also a little showy, but oh, again, yeah. this is his way of expressing that. But so. Davos tells him that his duty is to Stannis. The war continues on, and so they're gonna have to keep pushing. And Sala tells him, "You will be finding your king changed since the battle. He sees no one and broods in his stone drum. Salise keeps court with Lord Alistair." who named himself Hand. Solis gave him the king's seal to fix to his parchments and decrees, but it is a small kingdom with no gold to pay Salador San what he is owed. And Davos asks that, what do you mean? Uh, Stannis sees no one. No one but her. And Davos is like, yeah, fuck, of course, I knew it. That's, I knew it. There she is. And, uh... <laughs> Sally has a little, he, he reveals some rumors that are going around about Dragonstone and what those two are doing up there in the, and it's not just fucking like you'd think. No, the guards keep everyone away, even Solis and his daughter. The servants bring meals that go uneaten, and rumors say that there are hungry fires within the mountain, and her and Stannis go and watch the flames via secret tunnels and stairs and passageways. And that some of these shafts are so hot, only Melisandre can walk them unburnt. Unburnt. What was that word you just said? Daenerys Targaryen? Yeah, so... Have we actually seen Melisandre walk through fire yet? I mean, I get we've seen her birth a shadow beast. Twice, watched her once, but like we've watched her drink poison and birth a shadow beast and set motherfuckers on fire. Okay, so what would we? What what would she be in there looking? Is that just a more clear, vivid vision? I got to imagine it's like the werewood equivalent of 
the Red God, whatever she's doing. Yeah, like, yeah, you think? Yeah, like there's some. Now, so core do you think of... that Danny is like the Bran of that, where she can walk into that fire untouched by the? the oh, heart I think of the Danny mountain? would like have a fucking field day in there. Yeah, I, that's her home birthright. Whole nonsense. Like, yeah, I think. So here's my thing. Then, do you think that she's gonna be like that? That's the the sword that's Azora High is the is Dragonmont and she has to go in and do some crazy shit in there to make it explode I, like a volcano to defeat the others. I would not be Walkers. surprised if there is a dragon in the Dragonmont. That would make sense. And yeah. that Danny needs to go in and do something or go in and have some connection with ancestry or or sacrifice something, something do but some I magic. feel as though the Dragonmont is monumentally significant and not really it's kind of glossed over, and this feels significant. Melisandre's going and taking Stannis in there to stare at... Well, it's rumored. Well, rumored, but some hungry flame. and I mean, they're going to the fucking Fire Temple from the Legend Maybe, of Zelda to, if like... if it's real. If it's real. They are. I love it. They mm. are. It, it's, it's real. It has to be. Yeah, it's but real Ru- Bruce Bolton can't be a vampire, but these are guaranteed 100%. I guess they've never actually hinted at vampires in the story, like they mentioned these being rumored within yeah. the world. Yeah, but... yeah. don't All start right. with me. Okay. okay. The red woman did this to him. She set the fires. She sent the fires to consume us, punishing Stannis for setting her aside, teaching him that he has no hopes without her sorcery. So again, it's her fault. All her fault. Not, I mean, not even the Lannisters who fucking blew them up. It's yeah, yeah. Melisandre. And he, st- he, this much he tells, uh, Sal yeah, yeah, he says like, that. this is, it's her fault. Fuck her. I blame her. And he's like, you're not the first person to blame her for being an evil witch. However, you should lower your voice a little Keep bit. Keep that on the DL, my boy. Don't be shouting that shit out, dude. Don't be blasting people. Dragonstone crawls with Queen's men. With sharp ears and sharper knives. I've got a knife as well. And he takes his little knifey that Corrine gave him and he slams that on the table and he's like, and I intend to use it to cut her fucking heart out of her chest. If she has one. Yeah, that did say that in there, huh? If she has one. That's pretty cool. And Sala's like, yeah, you shouldn't jest like that, dude. And he's like, yeah, no joke. I'm going to kill her. So here's the thing I have to ask. Is it Salador San that tells on Davos? Or somebody listening close by because he's shouting this shit like he is. I think she sees it in the flames. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I absolutely do. All right. I, I think Melisandre is tied into something here and is thriving in it. And I don't think Stannis losing at the Blackwater fucking did her any favors. But she was still torching motherfuckers having a grand old time while they were on the Blackwater. Yeah, like, that's true. So, yeah, I feel like she's tapping into something here. And, yeah, she saw, I feel like she easily saw him. Like, it's a direct threat to her person. So why would she not be? I mean, she somehow, I don't know if it's inherent the if poison. she saw it. But, right, Craster. Like, she Crescent. Said, Crescent. Craster. Crescent. She inherently says in Dance with, or not inherently, she says in Dance with Dragons that most of her, what she does is show is tomfoolery. Right. So if she saw Crescent going to poison her, she could have just taken an antidote and then been all mysterious. I'm just right, going right. to drink it because ho-ho, fire cleanses. Right, but absolutely. really, I just took a counter agent. 
I think it's that kind of stuff. And yeah, I I think she's on to some shit here. Shit, 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 shit. And he thinks that if she can even be killed by mortal weapons, because he had saw Crescent poison her and she drank it, and yet Crescent's dead and she's not. But a knife through the heart ought to do it. And Sal is like, yeah, you're still sick, dude. Like, you, the fever's cooked your wits. You need to just chill out. We got to get you well. And Davos is like, no, I need to get to the castle. I got to do it now because Salador San is killing his resolve. Yeah. And Salador San said that while the Blackwater was burning, Melisandre was burning traitors. Servants of the Dark, she named them. And Davos is like, yeah, I kind of already figured that. And so that was Lord Sunglass and Hubard Rambert. What the fuck is that? Rambert? Rambert. Yeah, Hubard Rambert. It made me think of Rembrandt when I read it. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, This is when Davos is like, the mother spoke to me. I'm talking to the gods. And he's like, "Uh, your mom's dead, bro. Your mom is dead. Like, I'm Sorry. sorry, but like, you need to move past that. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. The mother of the seven, like, she came to me and was like, hey, go kill Melisandre. She said it, dude, so now I have to. Yeah, and I like, Salador lays it out. He goes, okay, you go on this mission, you do it. All is good. You kill her. They burn you anyway because you killed her. You fail. She sees it coming. You burn. Either way, you die screaming. And we, you, and you just came back, dude. We just got you back. All right. So once again, an interjection. We know that he goes here with the intent to kill. And we also know that he is caught even at the end of this chapter for having that intent to kill her with that knife. For this plan, he does not burn. He goes in there specifically and we know he lives. He does all these things and yet still somehow manages to not get burned at the stake. Does he have divine influence? Is there something going on with the mother that he's got? Like, how the fuck is it that he's man? Is it just because he's the only decent person making thought like decisions? Yeah, I think it's because of his honor. Uh, And I think that's exactly what Melisandre sees when she decides, no, Stannis needs him. She he needs someone that isn't me. That is a lord that's recognized that is going to tell him true and not bullshit him. And I think absolutely it is. Begrudgingly, I mean, I think Melisandre may not feel anything for Davos at all, but it's, I think it's she that, understands. Yeah, that there he's going to be crucial to Stan. Yeah, he's and and even I think it's keeping his bro, bro. right. I think kind of keeping Stannis' spirits up is also sort of right. the, the motivation for it. But he tells, uh, yeah, he says the mother, you, we just got you back. You just came back to life, and Davos says, and this is the reason why to end Melisandre. The mother spoke to me. She, Melisandre, brought the fire. She killed Cresson and Renly, Courtney Penrose, and my sons. It is time someone killed her. So here, this, this man. He he put his sons on the same list as Renly, Courtney Penrose. Like, not Stannis. But those are, like, way... Way more, like, direct. Like, she specifically, obviously, had an effect on Renly dying. Right. She specifically had an effect on Courtney Penrose. Right. 
He's what, equating it, yeah. Like, again, I just feel like... She I, didn't shoot the arrow at the ship, dude, right. and blow up the fucking... And they went to battle. Like, that's yeah. what you're... It happens yeah, in I mean, battle. It sucks that he was on that side, He came back but, a little mad. Like, and shit, man, Davos. Like, he's a pony. So Solidor gets a little strict here and says, You're weak and no warrior. Let us go. We will sail to Bravos and let us hire a faceless man to do this thing. Nice drop there, George. So, and again, I think it's that that temptation by Salador San. Like, just leave this behind. Uh, no, let's just go. Don't worry about right. that. We'll, 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 we'll go see your wife. Like, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, we'll head to Bravos. We'll, yeah. we'll hire somebody to come and kill the stupid bitch. And we'll be like, what's up, Devin? Like, remember, Dad, he's back. Yay. <laughs> yeah, Davos thinks that he's making this much harder than it needs to be. Oh, also, like you said, nice drop on the faceless man. Once again, introducing that subtly. That's subtle, yep. yep. Just, we'll start know, hearing more and more. Presence. Yeah. And Davos tells Sala to just let him let me go. Like, let me do what I got to do. And Salador comes back with, when you are dead, who is bringing your ashes and bones to your lady wife, telling her she's lost a husband and four sons? Fuck. Sad old Salador-san. So be it. Run to your death. I'll gather your bones in a bag that your sons may wear them around their necks as you did. Go. Go. And Davos went. Yeah, dude. Poor Davos. Yeah, he poor, he does poor, think poor that he doesn't want to, want to leave like this. And he's but like, go. I mean, better if, better you, if stay, you stay, but, but go if you're going to. And you know? Davos goes. He chooses. Because he knows that there's nothing he can say to ease this. Which, if you've played but... it, that was sort of the Last of Us 2 reference, was the choice that Davos makes there is he had an out. He could have gone and seen his wife and seen his kids, but yeah. instead he chose Stannis. And, and not Stannis... But Mel, he chose th- this hatred for Melisandre yeah, yeah. because I think of his attachment to his king. And we're getting quite a deep dive in Davos' little psyche. Here, yeah, so as he makes his way up to the castle, he does note how fucking thousands left for Dragons or for Blackwater Bay. And only hundreds came back. Yeah. This place is a ghost town. Streets are empty, the windows shuttered, dars are, bars are doored. Doors are barred. Bars are doored, too, dude. Yeah. That happens sometimes. So I do like to remember back in, I think it was Davos 1 of Clash of Kings, where he went down and saw Salador San in the little tavern, the little bar inside the this little harbor village, um, and how bustling it was. And he pat- patted a specific gargoyle on the head that mm-hmm. was just outside the bar. And, luck, yeah. and how busy the streets were. And he does mention there's not children playing. And instead of, like, dogs and children bumping into him, it's fucking rats. Yep. Right. It's this shift of Dragonstone. It reflects the hollowness that is surrounding this entire group here. Stannis, Davos, this empty, empty, and even, I mean, Catelyn. But he also notes that half, uh, more than half of the houses have some sort of mark of mourning. This isn't just him. And this is the first time that he kind of comes out of himself and it was like, Holy shit, like, it's not just my sons. It's everybody's sons. Everybody's Like, sons. everybody. And he thinks, uh, he, he prays to the mother for mercy of, for them all. And then uh, arrives at the gate and starts just pounding on it because it's closed until the guard pokes his head up top. Davos announces himself, first asking for Stannis, and when he's like, yeah, no, that ain't happening, he asks for Devin, the squire. So, and I realized how much of a direct ripoff this scene is, basically, for what they do with Arya in the show. At the end of the series, yeah. George did it with fucking Davos so early on. Uh, Davos tries to name drop, but every guard he names died on the Blackwater. 
but eventually the guard tells him to just wait and disappears. And so look how fast that occurred. Like the shifting guard, the shifting Java's guard, no, the, no one, and not knowing any people. So imagine in the time that will pass when Arya re- eventually returns to to Westeros. Westeros and goes to Winterfell. If like Sansa was in charge, her saying go, f-, I don't think she'd be dumb enough to be like go fetch this person. Oh no, Arya because she'd be like right in. There's nobody yeah. here that's yeah. Arya would be slipping in. She wouldn't be telling anybody. But anyway, back so to so yeah. Davos is ushered through a sally port by guards he doesn't recognize, wearing sigils of House Florent. The and they, fox and the flower. They they took him not to the stone drum, but to Aegon's garden. Egg. And it's here that Davos is told to wait. I dreamt I was old. And he's wondering why it is he was brought here when he begins to hear. Bells. Bells and giggling. And out of the bushes bursts Patchface. And then hot on his heels is Shireen. He jerks to a stop. Ugh. So again, uh, we I want to obviously point out that Martin always tends to utilize those words jerk and twitch and stutter and all that Ugh. kind of like weird type of movement that's just Seeing a specific Davos. type. Patchface jerked to a stop, as you said, and with his antlers ring ting of tinging, says, Fool's blood, king's blood, blood on the maiden's thigh, but chains for the guest and chains for the bridegroom. I, I, I. And then he's gone. He takes off. Yeah. Shireen after him, and Davos smiles warmly. So it's it's so well done by George Martin here on so many different levels, because A... What the fuck, Patchface? Right. Put that behind us for a second, yep. though. Uh, Davos just smiled after the Red Wedding was prophesied. Yes. Like, he... And so to flip the script on us, where here's this, the most dark moment you've ever encountered in this series to date. Hasn't happened yet, but this is it. But Davos is smiling at that moment. Yeah. To just completely churn it. Like, what the fuck does that... What the fuck? So, my questions are, is this prophetic, because fight me if you don't think it's prophetic, uh, is this prophetic verse by Patchface directed at Davos, caused by him seeing Davos? That's my first question. He jumps out of the bushes. I can only assume they weren't expecting Kay. Davos to be there. So you posed this question to me earlier, yeah. which is good because it gave me time to think about it, and I don't think so. I think anybody there would have caused this response because, A, I don't see any ties myself to Davos in that moment, nor does it really – I think it's just a an outlet, and that's the – I think that's the fun with Patchface is because he lost his memories, because he's that halfwit – his prophecies are just fucking shotgunned right. out at random, where all of a sudden, like, here's Davos. Next time Melisandre comes walking in, and he reveals a prophecy, and she's like, fuck, that's actually a prophecy, yo. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means, but fucking that's nasty business. Mounds of skulls and death and, like... Yeah, um, it's... Do you think differently? Do you think it's uh, targeted towards Davos? No, I... Maybe. Well, you said you don't see why it would be. What connection? I mean, where is Davos right now? He's going to get a fucking Stark on Skagos. Maybe he's returning it to Lady Catelyn. Like, 
I, mean, I that's think quite a ways away, but I suppose I that's mean, a, a valid sure, point. But yeah. so yeah. is you know Jon Snow being revealed as a Targaryen. But, but just that to tie him. I mean, the Red Wedding. You think that little bit? I mean, that would be a bit of a a reach. For, I mean, for, I, I mean, it's obviously it's meant to be. But you you know you said. Davos is smiling. It's sort of twist. You, you were analyzing. So that's that like look. the positive out of all that. Like, I mean, you will eventually be able to 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 help this situation. That like this. Well, right. Evil, it's terrible... so. I mean, Davos isn't paying attention to the right. The, that. the, the, the it's not, it, that doesn't hit him. He's just smiling at the innocence of, of these, Shireen, of Shireen playing, playing with the fool right. and, and having and good so time as a girl. I think when we're viewing it from the outsider's perspective, it could be seen as, yeah, this is coming to Davos because he's going to be dealing with one of the people that's devastated by this prophecy. It's Rickon, his mother and older brother, his king, his fucking noble lordly brother that he should be following and learning from and learning the reins from to take over his own keep and castle someday, like, is killed. And so, yeah, absolutely, I think that there could be some argument made, and obviously we won't know till Windsor Beyond, that... Sure. This was a, a significant moment to tie Davos to the Starks. Yeah, so Via anyway, Patchface, as soon as he finishes that, Shireen is almost about to catch him, and he bounds away. Yeah. Gone, and she runs right after him. And Davos starts to cough a little bit <laughs> before getting barreled the fuck over. Blam! Just fucking linebacked into. And this kid's like, yo. What are you doing here? Don't stand in front of me when I'm running through, bro. Like, and da- it says Davos agrees. Yeah, Davos so it's like, is no, you're right. coughing, I, getting no, to his knees. He's like, yeah, no, clearly you're right about that. Don't stand in front of you when you're running. And but he's like. as Davos starts coughing, the boy asks, are you unwell? Should I fetch the maester? And Davos is like, no, 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 it'll pass. It's just a fit. And the boy says, we were playing monsters and maidens. I was the monster. So we, Great. again. Great. Talked about this a little bit earlier. Why the fuck then? If he's the monster, that means that he's playing with his cousin, Shireen. He's chasing her. Shireen is chasing Patchface. Mm-hmm. Is that how the game works? Like she turns, you turn somebody into the monster and then they both, and Patchface just hasn't been caught yet? Why the fuck is that happening that way if he's the monster? Well, right. We would be assuming Shireen is the maiden. I would guess. Well, I suppose that's that's a little sexist to assume that she's going to play the maiden sexist, always. Sexist, absolutely. That's the monsters whole point maidens, of me though. saying that. Well, because the game is monsters and maidens, so it's probably one person gets to be the monster and chase the maidens. Right. So so why wouldn't Edric Storm, this proud, Renly, Robert-esque child, not make the girl play the maiden? I mean, yes, it's sexist, but that's the world we live in. No, and that makes sense. I just... And so why I is like Patchface leading... Well, he's running away from Shireen. Right, that's that's. And the so int- it makes me think that Shireen has been... Once the monster catches you, you become a monster also. And so he's trying... They're both now trying to catch Patchface. But I guess that could be way off. But, like, yeah, because we were I mean, confused about why was Shireen... Technically, Patchface is a maiden, I would imagine, unless he was laid before he came over. But possible. he was a boy. But, and like... so, like, it, you could look at it that way. But, yeah, no, I would... I would have to believe that Shireen's the maiden, so it should be Patchface and her. But I think you you know my theory is that eventually Patchface will be carrying Shireen away under off the under sea. the waves, not and being burned. You don't I, think she's gonna be burned? I don't know, not at all, because Stannis is my boy. Um, don't even laugh at that boy. We're fucking. We are deadly serious when we, when we talk about Shireen, Shireen being burned. Will no, burn. no, 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 no. Stannis will kill. No. 
I hate it. It's going to be cool. I hate it. But uh, no, I I think this could be a subtle, you know, Shireen is following him. He like Even though the game is Monsters and Maidens, it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. Patchface leading her away. And fucking A, anytime he appears on screen. So he announces who he is. He's I'm Madrick Storm. My father was the king. And he's like, of course you are. I, like, I, I know that. That's... You know, he comments obvious. that Davos doesn't look very knightly, but he does know of the Onion Knight who saved his uncle Stannis. And then, yeah, learns of like the fingers being chopped off, and he's like, "My father wouldn't have done that. Uncle Stannis shouldn't have done that shit. Yep. Shit's fucking messed up, dude." Robert taught him to fight and visited him almost every year, and even got him a little mini warhammer similar to Robert's. And yeah, he, uh, I think it's interesting that he says that Robert wouldn't have done that to you, like. Fuck, right, fuck right. Stannis, kind of. Well, it's funny that he he talks about him as he know as if he knows him so well. I think that Edric Storm has a fair idea of who Robert Baratheon was pre Battle of Rhaegar, pre pre the fight sixteen years ago. Like, because I think that he would show up and for this one or two days that he's there with Edric, you know, for his birthday and shit, he'd put on that I'm. King Robert Baratheon, well, the yeah, yeah, fighter absolutely. of Rhaegar. Let's go train in the battlefield, and and so that's all Edric saw. He never saw that drunken. Well, that's why. Slob. That's why it's absolutely heartbreaking. He got to see his father, maybe once a year, right? And like, it, I, I don't think he knows a goddamn thing about it. Like, right, just the story, the, the legend. Yeah, yeah, that's stupid uh-huh. bullshit, and it's heartbreaking to learn of that. And Davos even thinks that he's like he reminds me of both Robert. And Renly in the way that he's just, I I think I it's it. uh it. it makes him anxious. Yeah, he just worries because those two are both the dead ones. First of all, right? Is that why he's worried immediately? Is he's going to be a target? I think partially. Is, yeah. Are we already getting the Edric concern, Storm yeah, conspiracy absolutely. here? I is, think he's because of the hatred towards Melisandre. The Any King's kind blood. Of, yeah, it's all whole, it's yeah. all there. He's building this little like I already am growing attached. Right, to he's these just guys. added like more stuff on the list. Like for Melisandre, Edric Storm fun. is now on there. Yeah. Like I gotta protect him as well, type thing. Yeah, I definitely see him already adjusting his alignment on Edric Storm to make it so that like, oh yeah, this kid being here, eh, that might not be right, good right. for him. So with that, uh, some Florence arrives. Your favorite, Sir Axel, shows Fuck up ugh. with a dozen guards, Queen's men. Davos notes immediately, and Sir Axel had always treated Davos courteously enough, knowing that he enjoyed Stannis's favor. But there's no warmth in his voice as he says, "Sir Davos, and undrowned. How can that be?" And Davos says, "Onions float, sir. Have you come to take me to see my king?" No. Arrest him. Take his dagger. He means to use it on our lady. Dirk and Dagger. Dirk and Dagger. Just the Dirk. That's a good name for an inner tavern. It is. And that's the end of Davos 2. Davos is being thrown into a fucking cell. So After being in like a purgatory of hell anyway. And you think that Melisandre saw it in the flames that he, that's why he's being arrested here. You don't think it has anything to do with Salador San and being told about that? I don't think Salador San kind of betrayed message. him, no. You don't think there was somebody listening outside of that room? I think that's uh, what More we're likely. meant to think okay. is the red herring of, oh, Dragonstone is now King's Landing. Right, Leaves right. are everywhere. And but may- no, okay. this one is Mel fucking seeing it in the flames. Right. And if not, it's Melisandre has the explanation, and it could be not magically inclined, but... 
I feel like it, she has it, and if it's not magically inclined, it was meant to look magically inclined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it was a little more complicated than definitely not Sala. I don't think it was Sala or San at all. Yeah. But I could be wrong. It could be. And <laughs> that Who would the fuck devastate knows? me. Who knows? But let's uh, get to our small council. Yeah, we so have a lot of inductees. And get and that shit going. socials. We'll see them over there. What a small council time it is to meet in this place that we are in. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. What, uh, welcome to the small council, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What Got are you uh, What are you doing over there? I'm pulling up inductees yeah. as I th- just think of that dark, dark Davos chapter. He's heading to a dark place, man. Literally, dungeons, they're dark. Yeah, dude, they are. Do you have your own inductee? Yeah, mine's Stannis because this... I guess it would be more Mel. I'll give it to Mel. Because it's this, the darkness that's now over Dragonstone is palpable. The idea of these two descending into this mountain, this Dragonmon, and staring at some hungry flame, as it's described, is one hell of an image in my head first. And I love it. I love this darkness surrounding Stannis and hoping that Stannis is the man I believe him to be to fight through it and Davos believes him to be and it's just such a shitty homecoming for Davos and that's mainly either inadvertently or intentionally directly caused by Melisandre and so whether it's Davos's own doing in his head or Melisandre's actually kind of got this shroud of darkness well actually can I just say there in her defense if he wasn't thinking of taking these actions, she wouldn't see them in the fire and have to. Well, be right, he wouldn't be arrested. He would have been welcomed home. But if... I mean, that's always the if they didn't uh-huh. and they didn't. But you know. So yeah, Mel, Mel's Wonderful. Wonderful. Cool. That's I, I like that. I'm giving mine to the lovely Princess Shireen. Hell yeah! Because, oh man, well. What, where to start with this fucking girl? Like, she's not scared of fucking Patchface, the monster of Dragonstone, potentially. And as naive as it may be to be following him around as he prepares to, as Zack thinks, lead her beneath the oceans to the mer people that Varys swims with regularly, I think is the theory that you follow and subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always seems to be happy, and she always has that that very optimistic lo- outlook on things. She teaches Davos to fucking read. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like, she's just a fearless little girl. She's a re- she's the real Baratheon of the fucking castle, man. And she makes sure you know it. Yeah, yeah, she does. Shireen's so, a badass. Shireen's like, hardcore. How can you not love her? That's why, like, no, she's not getting burned at the stake. She's getting burned at the stake. I think so. <sighs> I do. I don't like it. I I hate it, and I hate it because I love Shireen. That's why I want to get her in as many times as we can. All right, we did get some inductees, of course, from you faithful listeners. Our first one comes from across the sea in France, from Julian. And he says, hey, fellas, glad I did some reading tonight. That was a nice and slow chapter to enjoy the follow-up of Davos' mindset. I can't wait to listen to you to dazzle about the patch face Mm -hmm. song. I have a couple ideas. Let's see if you got the same ones. Yeah, uh... We didn't really go into it, but the Red Wedding is what's foretold. Fool's yeah, Blood yeah. Uh, is the fool jingle bell that will be killed there. King's Blood is Rob's. Blood on the Maiden's Thigh yeah, is Roslyn. Right. And the chains for the guests are all the Starks that are captured. Car Stark and chains the, for bridegroom the bridegroom is, Edmure is Edmure getting captured because it's, yeah, he's... And so, yeah, that's the Red Wedding is essentially where we're at. Um, 
I was baffled that Davos was taken and thrown to jail at the end of the chapter. I did not remember that from the TV show and can't figure out how Melisandre knew he was coming for her. Still debated, So, my I believe in the show as well that, that this is all, because this is where things start getting a little wonky with the show to the books, or start. I mean, they've always been kind of wonky, but Edric Storm doesn't exist in the books at all. And so a lot of what happens to him with Mel starts occurring with, like, the Brotherhood and shit, and, and it happens Gendry. earlier, and it starts getting really convoluted compared to the books. And yes, you were going to be getting a lot more of this stuff from Davos than you did in the show that it's because better. of his internal th- of course it's better, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh as for an inductee, Salador San doesn't really feel like a bad choice. Didn't like him on TV, but he's depicted here as a genuinely okay guy. His new fancy title doesn't make doesn't really mean much, sure, but he's giving pieces of advice that make total sense. Davos needed rest, sleep, so- and care to fight the cough, and going at Melisandre sure didn't feel like a good idea reading the end of this one. Anyway, go Davos, and go Shireen. Davos Leheris Valar Doheris. Thank you, Julian. Yes, yeah, so I'm super thrilled that you brought Salador San in, because that's who I was going to do, but I really wanted to bring He actually started fucking fist-pumping in here, so like, thank you for making me see that with my yeah. own eyes, Julian. So we also, going up north of where the Brotherhood Without Banners, Manners, where the Brotherhood Without Manners, wow, it's been a Can long time. Can you get time, your but... shit together hey, on this episode? You're just, you're always yelling at me, and it's really affecting my work. Can I say, can I say that on air? Is that allowed? We got some missives from our friend Corey at the Dreadfort. He yeah. says, hey, Dragon Knights, Jesus Christ, someone get this man some Buckley's. Such a, dis- a depressing, what do you got? Buckley's is a cough medicine. Oh, okay. Uh, such a depressing chapter. My heart truly goes out for Davos. After weeks out at sea, he finally witnesses the true aftermath, the empty harbor and streets. The little hope remaining that his sons are still alive is gone. His fellow brothers are also dead, and also finding out his king is going down the rabbit hole with Melisandre. And the icing on the cake, getting tossed into the fucking dungeon. He didn't say fucking, I did. I threw that in for some fucking spice. Sorry, didn't mean to try and edit there on you, Corey. I truly believe his loyalty to Stannis will eventually get him killed. My inductee goes to Robert Baratheon. Even though he was busy ruling or drinking and whoring the Seven Kingdoms, he still managed to spend quality time with his bastard. Cheers, Corey from the Dreadfort. At least one of them, anyway. Um, I... Yeah, uh, I, I brought up the argument that it breaks my heart, but you're right. Edric Storm does have a lot more privilege than any other bastard because most bastards don't get that, at least even, like, uh, you know, a yearly visit so from their parents. He was, so he was kind of one of Robert's first, I believe. Yeah, he's and so I feel like favored. He's, still, he's still in that mindset with Ned, with that honorable, like, oh, I should take care of this bastard in some way, and, like, I can't, Cersei won't let me have him here, so yeah, yeah, yeah. hang out with Renly out there. Right, and, yeah, then you look at one like Gendry, who... You know, he grew up in Flea Bottom just as an armor, armor just a, just apprentice. A bastard, yep. so, so we also did get a f- backlog because uh, she was busy with life, you know, so she got us some older inductees for a couple chapters. Well, I'm going to read her Davos 2-1 But, two yeah, one we'll first. hit the Davos 2-1 first. She says, this is from Karen, not just she, uh, Davos 2. About Mel and Stannis, she has broken him as a man breaks a horse. She would ride him to power if she could, and for this... She gave my sons to the fire. I will cut the living heart, does she even have one, from her breast and see how it f- looks in the fire. Having just finished dance, what he thinks about Stannis and Mel 
it is true. She broke Stannis and so completely, and they both fully believe he is Azora High Reborn. <laughs> Rolls eyes. We get our in- introduction to Edric Storm and just shows how obvious it is that Joffrey, Marcella, Tommen are not Robert's kids. Inductee, Shireen. Davos is so full of doom and gloom, but she makes him smile. You make me smile. And moving on right along, she says for Bran 1, Mira. Which we read last chapter. Yes. Mira. Bran is crushing hard and why not? She's a badass who can hunt and catch food. She doesn't make Bran feel bad about being broken. And she listens to little grandfather and respects his green sight. That's actually a really good one. Mira is such an underappreciated character. She's such a badass. And for Danny 1. Karen says, Ew, Jorah. Ew, Jorah. <laughs> Fuck Jorah. Inductee, Illyrio, because he gave Danny her eggs and sent her strong Belwas heart, who always makes me laugh, and of course, Barry the Bold. Illyrio may have, definitely has, shady motives with young Griff and all, but he still helps a girl out when she needs it, and I'm thankful for dragons. Even if she ninjas that I'm, shit. I'm but... thankful for dragons, too. The elves do I mean. And we did also get a late one. From Sarah. Oh, at the last fucking second? What? And Sarah... No, this was uh, a couple days ago. Oh, my bad. Never mind. Yeah. And Sarah (laughs) says, Hello, brothers. Great start to season three. Can't wait to hear your new format and hope you'll invite again the author of The Great Castles of Westeros as I am really enjoying his book. It is a great read. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. (laughs) I'm a couple episodes behind, but I hope you'll accept this anyway. I'd like to induct... Danny's highly responsive nipples during her leisure cruise with oh. mandatory creep. More about responsive nipples in paperback from hell. Grab it if you can. Really enjoyable read, and Mr. Martin is mentioned as well. On a more serious note, I hate seeing Danny go from one abuser to the next. Roast them all, Danny. Your dragons are hungry. Cheers, Sarah. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Karen and thank Corey, you, Julian, everybody. And Holy yes. hell, you guys. We love the response. Yeah. We love all the chatter. We love Davos. If you would like to induct your inductee, give us your inductee. Induct uh, your inductee. And the inductees being just a character, a person, a moment, something from the chapter that you found exemplary in some way, entertaining in some way, or fun in some fucking way. <laughs> uh, that's all it really takes. You can write to us at our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. I can be reached on Twitter, at mannerswithout. That's the Instagram as well. Zach is on Twitter at carnark, at carstark92. I'm not a narc, I promise. He's not a narc. You guys got any drugs, fellow kids? No, don't tell him that. Don't don't answer that, because he'll tell on you. Um, we also have a Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast, and a Patreon that can get you access to the private Facebook group. Remember, there's a pandemic, so stay social distanced. Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash without manners. And uh, I just thought it was important to mention. Oh, right. Wear masks, you know? Yeah, and no, America's still fucking that up, so good job on us. The election is occurring, vote. like, kind of now. Na- like, get, vote, vote, vote. And vote. Right. Join so, us next episode for Jamie 2. Jamie 2. So as we're approaching the the third point of view chapters, that's when we have some guests preparing to right, arrive. The so the, the good, good chunkier chapters. So get ready for that. And that means that we'll be announcing them once we have those dates locked in and scheduled for recording. Mm-hmm. So prepare for those announcements. Thank you all for writing in. Thank you for listening. Catch us on the next one. Valor to Harris. Peace.